Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. The Eagles defeat the Denver Broncos 30-13 in uh, a great dominating win. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked great. Uh, Devontae Smith looked great. The offense looked really good. The defense showed up today. Uh, all around really great performance. Uh, I'm very happy with the team. It felt like they uh, were sort of... Um, you know, battling it out in the second and third quarters and, and the Eagles just needed some uh, swing and they threw the interception and then the, the fumble recovery for a touchdown really uh, uh, broke the game open. Um, uh, it, but it felt pretty close until that point. Uh, and then the Eagles uh, pretty much uh, dominated from there. So uh, before we get into the... Uh, game as a whole and and all that uh how you doing mike i'm doing pretty pretty good that was uh a very entertaining game i think it was the most complete performance we've seen from this team so far this season and it happened against a pretty good opponent i'd say you know if not playoff caliber maybe just like tension of it but yeah a very complete performance from both sides of the ball. We saw a lot of, uh, a lot of really good plays from Hertz, a lot of good plays from Devonta Smith. Uh, the defense really showed up and, um, just really made a bunch of plays today. So I thought that was a very, very entertaining game. Yeah. The, the Eagles had about nine more minutes, uh, time of possession than, then Denver, uh, they really dominated them in the first half. Um, uh, I think there was one point the Eagles had, you know, over 100 offensive yards. The Broncos had negative four at one point. So uh, definitely got out of the gate pretty uh, nice. The, uh, the Eagles received first uh, and pretty much drove down the field, uh, only coming away with three points. Uh, that, uh, you know... Now, now that the game's over, it's not that big of a deal, but that, that was definitely a uh, somewhat of a momentum drive for, for both sides. I think the Eagles, you, you felt good uh, coming out of the gate, driving down the field, but coming uh, away with only three points is not uh, ideal. Um, and, and I think the Broncos at that point probably felt pretty good that they uh, – held us to, to the uh, three points. They were still in the game after that first drive. Uh, and then the, the Eagles defense pretty much showed up. I think the, the offensive line, Jalen hurts, um, Devonte Smith connection, um, was probably the, the unit of the game or the players of the game, but, uh, I, the, the defense really, um, did a, did a great job of, uh, I think more so in the second half pressuring the quarterback, the, the first half, it seemed like uh, Teddy Bridgewater is just not as talented as the uh, good quarterbacks we've played against. They, they had some of the um, uh, underneath throws that, that got down the field, but um, their, their uh, duo of running backs seemed to, uh, have some success or they, they were pretty solid throughout the whole game. But as you mentioned on the preview pod, Teddy had on held onto the ball for, for a while. I think that that helped, uh, as well. Um, but, you know, looking 
uh, at the schedule and uh, just the the slim chance of making the playoffs, uh, going on a run. I think you're you're definitely happy with the improvement that the the coaching, the the players, um, the the young players, the both on offense and defense have shown today. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think you're not really necessarily expecting a playoff win and uh, nitpicking that first drive might, uh, you know, be a conversation for next year. Uh, but it's, it's definitely given uh, me more confidence in this team going into uh, the Saints who had lost today and will be hungry for a win coming into Philadelphia next week. Um, what were your overall, like, viewpoints of the the first half and and the the play calling there yeah i thought like what we what we saw on offense was like a very encouraging performance both from hertz and just the play calling in general everything felt um like it was setting up the next play uh they continued to lean on the run and from there establish uh a lot of play action looks and like that's Hertz is a very strong passer when he is uh, in the play action where he's faking a, a handoff. He's kind of rolling a little bit, moving the pocket and looking downfield. Like those are where these explosive plays come from. I think he had uh, Goddard on one or one or two of those before Goddard took that hard hit and left the game. Then we saw it. Um, with Devontae Smith a few times and everything was just kind of everything felt very uh, everything was just really gelling like the the run game the offensive line just continues to open up these big holes and Jordan Howard will just go forward as long as you'll let him and he'll just like he's a bowling ball Um, same today was a good day for Boston Scott he had a lot of nice runs so I thought everything was really, everything just felt like there wasn't, I didn't have much to, to scrutinize in the first half. Um, here's, here's what Hertz's stat were, er, sorry, here's what Hertz stats were um, going into the third quarter. So first half stats here, he was 15 for 20, 176 yards, two touchdowns and 52 rushing yards. And what's not included in there, which, in retrospect, if things didn't go as well as they went, this might have been a bit more of a, a pain point. But uh, the pass to Quez Watkins at the end of the second half, where I think they're on like the uh, Broncos 35-yard line, Hurts just throws like this perfect pass on – I forget if it was third or fourth down. but so it was third like, down. Yeah, so key moment. He really hit him in stride right in the hands. Watkins just couldn't uh, secure it after the play. He was just, you know, doing the my bad thing. So he knows it was there. I think everybody knew it was there. That obviously would have really boosted his stats on the day. That would have given him, I think, over 200 yards going into halftime with three touchdowns. And the second half, I mean, we'll get to that. It seems like It seemed like they kind of shifted their gears um, a bit. I think Hertz only had 12 more passing yards throughout the game. So it was a little strange considering how 
how much success he was having through the air in the first half, and then they kind of just stopped. Of course, a good chunk of that was they had such a large lead and they're having so much success running the ball. So that was kind of running the clock. But yeah, I, I feel like if you just looked at the box score here, you'd be like, oh, Hertz didn't even crack 200 yards. But like, that was definitely not the case. He, he practically had 200 yards uh, leaving the first half. And I thought the play calling was like, like I said, I didn't really think there was too many things to nitpick. I mean, they had that one really bad play for Rager. It seems like that's a weekly occurrence at this point, but he did, he did get a first down later in the game. So he didn't leave the game in negative yards like last week. Yeah. I think uh, until the fumble recovery, uh, the offense was really uh, struggling. Uh, I think they punted like twice uh, in the third quarter there. Um, uh, so that, that that was definitely interesting, but yeah, after the that touchdown, you you want to uh, control the clock and and run the ball more. So I don't really fault them for that, especially with how strong the running game was. Um, you you had three players have over uh, ten over eleven carries. Um, Jordan Howard twelve carries for eighty three yards. Boston Scott eleven carries for eighty one yards. Uh, um, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Jalen Hurts was the third one. I guess it's not a, uh, you know, design run or or you know play action or whatever. But uh, the, the Jalen Hurts's ability to run, coupled with his ability to pass, and uh, today was a very good, maybe if not his best game passing, um, makes it really hard for a defense because they're now uh, accounting for. Jalen Hurts yeah. running a run play or or a pass play, and uh, Devonte Smith on his birthday, two touchdown catches. One of them, uh, the probably the most highlight reel worthy catch from an Eagles receiver since I don't know how how long. Um, Corey Clement uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's not even a receiver, but yeah, that that was probably like the the most like elite highlight reel catch since the super bowl I, i'd say or if you want to count that jalen rager catch in preseason which true count because it's preseason but um that that was just like really encouraging to see i think um sirianni's gotten better each week since uh the raiders game uh which was you know the the real low point and uh you're you're coming into a banged up uh saints team next week and I think the momentum, you know, you have your own four at home, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, might have a lot of juice after this win to come in and get your first home win. And then you have the giants and jets after that. So, uh, very, uh, it very, sounds like the, the three games yep. in a row streak, maybe very, coming very much primed for uh three games in a row, uh, potential but i i think i said this before uh in the preview pod but winning one of the denver new orleans games i i i would be pretty happy with um but i i think uh i'd have to adjust that now based on how well they played today that uh i'm i'm fully expecting a, a them to show up uh, again against uh new orleans um Let's talk about the. Do you have any more offense uh, stuff? Because uh, uh, I do. I do want to talk about the defense. Yeah, let's talk. I thought. I thought it was pretty clear that 
a good chunk of their playbook was like thrown in the trash when Dallas left the game. Yeah, that was a dirty hit. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm surprised what... there wasn't a there wasn't a call. It, it, I I don't. It wasn't helmet to helmet or leading with the crown of his helmet, but it was uh, head head targeting or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure for. what I'm not sure what like the the rule book call on that is. I thought it was definitely a dangerous play. Like he he was in the process of like he wasn't like wrapped up, but he was kind of tangled up and he was in the process of falling. Obviously the safety there can't predict that like he's he's in the process of falling. So I don't know like when he becomes defenseless, but like I thought it was definitely a reckless hit, like leading with the shoulder with the guy who's he's falling head first into the ground. So it's definitely one of those I'm not sure if I'd call it a bang bang play because I'd give some uh maybe give a little bit too much to the safety there because I did think it was a bit reckless, but it seemed like that kind of took a good amount of their plays off the table. And I think that kind of shows growth uh, for Hertz and Sirianni together that they could kind of adapt on the fly because we know that uh, Dallas Goddard is either the first or second favorite target pretty much every week. Um, with regard to Devonte Smith. So it was nice to see them kind of like, you know, put a patchwork game plan for the rest of the game. And I know that there is a few plays not on the offensive side of the ball that kind of sprung the leak of the game, but I'm curious, you know, what I think like for this offense to really elevate, I think they need to have somebody else kind of take a step up like it can't just be Dallas and Devonte Smith every week making explosive plays because when you like their running game has been very reliable and it's it was good to see them have a performance like they did today against a pretty good run defense but I don't think that's going to be a given every week and I don't think they can just continue to rely on like those three things of like running game Devonte Smith Dallas Goddard I would like to see um a bit more involvement with Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager or just somebody to sprinkle in like a new element, like a Tyree Jackson. Yeah. I, uh, Jack Stoll did have that one uh, reception. I'm not sure if it was for a first down, but that was nice to see him get involved. I think he's more of a, a blocking tight end and uh, Tyree Jackson mm-hmm. had a, a missed block, I think on a, on a play where, Hertz got uh, hurried, but I think it was, uh, or sacked. I think it was a, a really good sign from the offensive line of, uh, they, the first few drives seemed that they were, uh, getting overpowered. They were, they were blitzing a lot. The, the Broncos yeah. defense was pressuring Hertz pressure. a lot. I mean, they, they did, um, do a good job. I think throughout the game on pressuring Hertz, he had a couple throws, uh, from a collapsing pocket. The one interception was, was a bad throw. Um, but as for, for the Eagles offense, um, Sheila Kapadia tweeted this during, during the, this last three game stretch, uh, the Eagles offense is first in points per drive, first in touchdowns per drive and second in offense points per game. Um, they're at 3.23 points per drive, 34.6% touchdown per drive and, uh, 28 points per game. So, uh, they're, 
one of the best offenses in the, in the league the last few weeks. And I mean, uh, a lot of weird stuff has happened. The, the, the Jags beat the bills last week. Um, this week, the, the lions tie the Steelers. Like there's some, there's some wild stuff, uh, happening, uh, in the, around the league, but that isn't to uh, discount the Eagles offense being a, a strong suit. And like we said, after the chargers game, like uh, most of the blame, at least in, in my opinion, was the uh, the defense. But mm-hmm. um, it was definitely very exciting to see Jalen throwing the ball. Uh, I think Quez Watkins has been pretty reliable this year in minimal targets. He doesn't get targeted that often, but uh, he he does um, – you know, command uh, defense yeah. to, 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 you know, account he, for him. Yeah. He, he got targeted in the red zone on a quick slant today. And I was like, why can't we see more of that? Just like something like between the sticks, like not every, uh, not every Watkins target needs to be like a 30 yard downfield, like lob, like you can use him over like the middle of the field. And I, I guess that's part of his, uh, like there is a reluctance to some degree that he doesn't like to go over the middle of the field, but yeah, I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. I think uh, e- either way, I mean, last year I get, he, I think he had some injuries uh, issues. Uh, the team was just bad in general, but uh, he wasn't really used that much. Uh, I think he didn't play until like week six or seven last year, but this uh, is a, you know, a, a year where you, you can feel good about Quez Watkins as a, a decent receiver for, for your team. And going into next year, I think he'll have a stronger role with mm-hmm. the, uh, in, in the offense. Um, and uh, yeah, with, with Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni mentioned in the post game, like he made a lot of great calls at the, at the line of scrimmage. So I think that that uh, factored in um, and then rolling him out a bunch, he uh, giving him the flexibility to, to run or, or to, um, uh, you know, roll out and pass and make something happen, I think was, uh, definitely successful this year. Um, it did feel like at least to me in the first half and, uh, I think uh, a little in the second half that he was relying on running a bit too much. I mean, if the defense is allowing him to do that, then that's one thing, but one concern last year in his, uh, last four start or only four starts um was uh, the defense has started to account for him running so much and started to take that away um but i think establishing the run early getting Devonte smith involved uh early in the game helped open that up for him throughout throughout the game so overall i think the offense was, was super strong today and uh hopefully they they can continue that uh into the uh, uh, rest of the season. Uh, but uh, also like, I guess this isn't the game related, but Washington beating Tampa today gave me uh, uh, a little like hesitation playing, playing Washington oh, this on. year. Uh, just That's such a fluke. I just think that their offense is like more, their floor is like a lot higher than like, a team like the giants like we we have to play that we we can't uh well they, it, 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 does won't seem... be, it won't be a game like against the lions like we we have to come ready to play oh, against yeah, of Washington. Course. and i think one thing to factor in it seems like i don't know what the 
if they if there is even like a long if there is a clear diagnosis but chase young did go down mm-hmm. he was carted off he's you know best player on their defense maybe on their whole team so um here two two things for me, left for me on offense um well is one's more of a general sentiment like what do you think the cowboys like how do the cowboys feel looking at the box score this week eagles broncos like damn what like how uh, random was last week yeah uh i don't know i i i think um the a lot of the the discussion of the the uh, Dallas Denver game last week was more of the Dallas didn't show up than than D- Denver played them well uh, I think but on Den- defense they I mean they held the best I don't know if, like a top three offense yeah. in the league yeah. scoreless for three quarters that's not I mean I know that's unlikely but that's not random to do it for three quarters of a game yeah yeah I don't, I don't know I don't you still I don't gotta show up and defend that, yeah. the quarterback and like great great receiving core great running backs like there's a lot of talent they were stymied last week yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they definitely got uh, back on on their uh, their game this week against the Falcons. So I think uh, just over the course of a season, there you have some dud dud games, and and that that was that. I, I don't think there's much to glean from it. But yeah, I think them looking at this game is kind of like, damn, like sometimes that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Eagles I don't, I don't, now, yeah. Eagles now officially in second place, half game on. Uh, Cowboys and football, or sorry, not Cowboys, Giants and football team. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, uh, looking forward, uh, Miles Miles Sanders is like this was the third game he missed. That's the minimum for IR, so he can be activated this week. That doesn't mean that he will be. But I'd be lying if I said I'm not a bit concerned of what he'll do to the running back room, just because the past three weeks. What we've seen with him or what we've seen without him is the team has bought into uh, a more balanced approach, running the ball consistently, and they've had this uh, kind of three-headed monster when you include Hertz and his scrambles or his design runs, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, and they've all been very productive, and the offensive line has really been gelling. And Miles Sanders, his style as a running back is – like he's he's kind of like the uh, the prototypical like home run or strikeout guy. Like he might get you like one cut and run. If that cut works, he's in the end zone. If it doesn't, it, you know it's a five yard gain or less. Yeah. So, and not not really much of a statement, I guess. Like, how do you yeah. do you think? Like, do you see any problem with him returning? I mean, I, I, no. there's so much talent, but like it's hard to. It's hard to reconcile, like, okay, how come he he hasn't been able to do what Jordan Howard's been doing off the practice squad the past few weeks? Yeah, I I don't uh, I don't I don't know if I look at it like that. I think there was there was one uh, run today where there was a big hole for Jordan Howard, and he had to make like a linebacker safety miss, and just didn't look as uh, dynamic. Like I I thought watching that like if that was miles sanders he probably would have made that guy miss and would have ran for another 10 20 yards or or into the into the end zone forget exactly when that run happened 
but uh, I I think that the avoidance of the of the run for the first five six weeks uh, is pretty inexplicable. It's amazing how this team has played hard uh, and and played to to compete the last three weeks and uh, we're nowhere near playing this level uh, the first the first you know seven weeks of the season so it's really um, I, I it's inexplicable I, I really have I've no idea why it took this long to really uh, get the get the offense going and um, I, I do think that the today's uh, defensive performance is uh, indicative of uh, adjustments and uh, hopefully moving forward um, they they do play more man and and uh, get uh, some consistent pressure on the quarterback um, granted Teddy Bridgewater does hold on to the ball for for a long time and uh, but you have uh, Simeon next week and then you're playing against um, Danny Jones and who, who knows who's going to start Joe, for it Joe might, Flacco. Be Joe, might be Joe Flacco by then. So, I mean, uh, uh, Mike white, uh, play, uh, threw four, four picks today. So, uh, I think it should be Zach Wilson by that point. Oh, Zach. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, he, he hasn't had a good year either. So, yeah. um, uh, we were pretty much done with, uh, good quarterbacks for the rest of the year or, or elite quarterbacks for the rest of the year. So that's oh, a positive elite. Teddy Bridgewater now elite. Well, I was talking about, I meant Herbert last week, but, gotcha. um, uh, so, you know, that, that's a positive for the defense. And I think consistency will, uh, rule the, the day, the rest of the season. I think you might not hang your hat on individual wins moving forward, maybe next week, but after next week, I think you're, you're looking for consistency and uh, win, or, win or lose uh, a competitive team, a team that doesn't make that many mistakes. I mean, Derek Barnett's just like a, a parody of himself by now at this point. It's like uh, inevitable that he will commit a uh, dumb penalty. Um, I, I'm not super upset about the, the Maddox penalty. I mean, it, it, that was a bonehead penalty too. It was super early in the game. Uh, I don't, think it, it was like in the middle of the field so it wasn't a, a red zone penalty or anything I mean no penalty is good but uh, I think it was like a very like uh, minimal da- danger level uh, time to to do the to take a taunting penalty yeah I, I think they should double the taunting penalty if you're on the losing side of the play like he just gave yeah. up a first down there made the tackle and he's mouthing off it's yeah. like I mean, like the Avery play from a few weeks ago wasn't quite that, but it was all like, dude, what? Because I don't think that was as deserved. But like, I mean, if you just like tackle the guy and like you you make a quality play, like what are you doing? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be taunting, like it better be after like a splash play. Um, but yeah, real quick, I was just gonna mention we talked about how Hertz had a very good game, especially in the first half. He did have the interception. I look like um, one of the defensive linemen got a finger on that. So I think that made that go a little awry. Um, And he's done, I mean, we'll give him credit. He's done a very good job this season avoiding turnovers. Um, And I hope he gives props to Devontae Smith because he could have had easily, uh, 
an interception before that. Kind of see Devontae Smith had a pr- pass breakup on Patrick Sertain, yeah. his old teammate who was who was covering him for the whole game. So, yeah, um, that was actually really cool to watch, um, mm-hmm. especially because uh, whenever Sertain has a nice day or anything, Devontae's reposting his uh, stat line, and uh, they seem to be really close, uh, cheering each other on. But uh, that that play um, from the the analysis that I was uh reading online was pretty much like the the ball needed to come out a couple seconds earlier because it gave Sertan enough time to readjust to the route because Smith was open there was a small window where he was open it it, it was still a tough throw but um allowing uh Sertan to recognize where the ball was going uh and readjust his uh coverage was uh i think more of the issue it wasn't necessarily a dangerous it was only a dangerous throw because he waited a second or two too long to throw the ball um but yeah that was a nice pass breakup and uh Devante smith almost caught it uh on the on the slow motion replay it looked like he had a chance to catch it which would have been another uh all-time uh catch of the season pretty much but um yeah let's let's move to the defense because they uh, really couldn't get a stop last week, and, and they uh, really uh, got a lot of stops this week and uh, forced Teddy Bridgewater to um, have to scramble and uh, make bad throws. And they, they were like uh, – it was really refreshing to see an opposing quarterback just throw it out of the back of the end zone a number of times or throw it way out of bounds like he, he – Bridgewater was not uh, on his game today for sure. And uh, I do think that uh, a lot of his throws like just didn't like he, he looked off today, whether that was pressure, like he just had a bad game. But mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that uh, like Barnett had a sack, I believe um, that there was a lot of good pressure. Uh, as yeah, the game Barnett went did on. have a sack. Yep. Give him some props. So that that's nice for him, but that I thought the linebackers played well. They were all, they uh, tackled well. Um, the running backs for the most part didn't get uh, a lot of yardage after getting uh, touched or whatever that stat is. Um, yeah. I would say like, um, I thought they overall, they contained them. Like they didn't really get to the, I, it's weird. I, I felt like they got to the second level semi-frequently but they never got past the second level mm-hmm. it was kind of like the linebackers or the safeties who were coming up would be like on them but they would go for a few more few more yards and then they get tackled but i overall they did a nice job of like kind of just like keeping them contained on the second level like they didn't really break beyond that but yeah uh, javante williams and melvin gordon they were just they were getting past like the first contact quite a bit, but I think there was a good, good amount of like rallying to the ball once they were kind of getting stood up a bit. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really good uh, running back duo. So I think that uh, they, they were going to get yards. I mean, Williams is extremely elusive, uh, Mm -hmm. which I think we knew going into the game and, and we saw it today. Uh, Gordon's a very strong, uh, big running back. And, and he, he, uh, you know, I think Darius Slay barely tackled him with all his strength and then some, uh, on one of the 
one or two tackles, but I think overall the um, let's see they the the Broncos um, ran for uh, ninety six yards total, so mm-hmm. kept them under a hundred yards. Uh, Eagles run for two hundred and fourteen. A lot of that was Jalen Hurts, um, but you know also the the Eagles. I think uh, I saw a stat. It was like the the Eagles had multiple uh, running backs run for forty plus yards in three straight games, uh, and they hadn't done that since nineteen fifty. When I don't even know how much <laughs> yeah. they threw the ball back then. Yeah, so. it's it's definitely an odd pattern to like meet those thresholds because like, what team in the NFL will have like three guys uh, rushing with the ball more than a few snaps? Like nobody's yeah. running that deep, but of course there's probably just like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Like those are probably the only quarterbacks who can get enough scrambles or designed runs to meet that threshold. And yeah. Because if they don't have that uh, nominal lead back right now, which I, I mean, it's working, it's clearly working. I think I like, it's kind of like you're throwing different pitches and it, it is keeping the defense off balance and for the offense is like you get to cycle in fresh legs like as as often as you want pretty much yeah it's uh interesting how they use kenny gainwell he had two carries for five yards they had that <laughs> one uh hurts run pitch out to that gain like a half a yard yeah. to gainwell and uh he at least right now seems to be the odd man out with miles coming back but uh being the fourth round pick who, who fell would have been a higher, higher pick either in the fourth round or in an earlier round seems like a a waste. I'm not really sure how the transaction uh, stuff works, but you can uh, send Jordan Howard back to the practice squad without exposing him to waivers and he'll almost uh, certainly get picked up. So I think uh, they, they they'll do that. Yeah. I like, I don't think they would have brought him onto the roster just for one week well they I mean, they had to because you can only call them up three times right right no no sorry i meant to say that i don't see them making that transaction just for the week i think they like obviously anticipating whenever sanders is uh taken off the ir like they made a long-term decision unless they're willing to cut him which i think it would definitely be uh like not a smart move just like he's for whatever reason, like the league was out on him. They felt comfortable enough to bring him uh, into the season on the practice squad. But when he's been active and they've given him snaps, he's been a very reliable running back. So I think they're just adding another running back and they'll have to maybe uh, move one of their cornerbacks that they refuse to activate for game day under the practice squad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Their inactive list is full of cornerbacks <laughs> yeah it's just uh the bullpen of late round cornerbacks yeah. so uh yeah the running the miles sanders situation is definitely something to monitor this week hopefully there will be news on that uh later in the week when we record for the saints game but uh going going back to the defense um uh i thought the uh the, the corners play i knew there was that one penalty on um uh uh, Steven Nelson, uh, that was kind of, uh, 
you know, the pass interference, I think was kind of tight. They were kind of hanging on to each other a little bit, but that was, that I don't was, remember that where it, it was later in the fourth quarter when the game kind of was oh, okay. uh, not a big deal. I mean, you, when, when you're up uh, over two scores, you kind of don't watch uh, the specific details uh, mm-hmm. and just bask in the, in the, in the win. I mean, I, I know, I, uh, and, and it, it was, it was pretty, uh, close until the fumble, um, in the middle of the third quarter, but, uh, I had predicted a 23, 20 loss. Uh, so it was still uh, a close game until, uh, that, that swing. Cause at that point it was 2013. If, you know, that they, they don't fumble there and score a touchdown is 2020. It's a, it's a close game. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, that, that was definitely the momentum swing. And for the, for the first time all year, I felt like they just needed a, a, a big, like another, uh, one, one score, like one more score to, to go up two scores. And uh, I had the confidence in them to, uh, win the game, uh, it, it just felt like the Broncos were hanging around. Uh, it didn't feel like, the the eagles were giving the game away or or they weren't capitalizing on opportunities it just felt like it was pretty tight for for most of the game and uh they just needed that one play and and uh big play slay uh got it i think nick said something about the different kind of fumble recoveries and i missed the specifics of that yeah he was saying uh the question was asked like do you have certain rules when to return a fumble just because you'd be concerned of the offense who turned the ball over to create another fumble of your defensive player returning it. Yeah. And like the school of thought is like to just like you got the turnover, just like fall and give it to the offense. And what he was saying is there's two types of fumbles. One is a one was city and one was country. Yeah. So city is like it's in traffic and there's a lot of guys and fall on it. Yeah, the risk is too high, so just like uh, fold and take it back to your offense. In country is what it was like today with like Slay without anybody really near him, and he, he was able to find a lane. And I don't know if he caught this, but Slay Slay has like uh, he's such a big personality, and he was talking about one of the reasons he was so confident to return it was he knew that. Uh, the, the offense there was in 13 personnel, so three tight ends. And he's like, so they got, he said something to the effect that he, he knew that there was like extra fat guys out on the field. <laughs> so he was like, oh, I got this. Like, if, if there maybe, if there maybe were an 11, that there would be uh, two more receivers and he would know that they would, there would be another guy or two quick enough to catch them. But he's like, ah, oh, 13 personnel, bank it. Yeah, that that's, uh, it's interesting. Like uh, he he's received a lot of criticism uh, last year and uh, some of this year uh, for not having enough interceptions or big plays and calling himself big play slay. But it's funny how you, I guess not not you really or I don't even think I ripped him that much. But uh, Eagles fans rip rip the guy, and then uh, you you hear like very intelligent. Uh, even though it was uh, making fun of the other team, but like very intelligent, like analyses of, of the offense. Like these guys are super smart football players. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's had two touchdowns in the past three weeks. He had that, uh, the return on the Maddox punch out 
He had yeah. the touchdown today. And like overall criticism, like at least for me personally, it's not so much on Slay because like as an individual player, most weeks this season, he's turned in a very good performance. I know last season he had that handful of games where like he really, he really he was injured too. Yeah. But like he was getting exposed by uh, a few number one wide receivers last season. It's more of just like the, the fundamental team building decision of trading for him and then extending him and giving him that big contract. But you know, today it works out. He, he had a really good performance. He locked up, I believe Corlin Sutton most of the game. I don't know if he was shadowing him, but I thought the defense did a really good job of it was weird. Like they the defense the defensive structure or philosophy today was much in line with what we've seen for the season, which is like don't give away deep shots. And Bridgewater so far this season has for those. And there was really only the one to their tight end. Albert O where he got like 60 yards and it seemed like I don't know the two players who were in on it it looked like it was Edwards or Taylor and Anthony Harris like he just threw it like right in between them and neither could really get a hand on him and he just like outran the defense for the most part but beyond that I didn't think there was too many explosive plays so like by that metric they succeeded and much of what Bridgewater was throwing to was like stuff underneath. And that coupled with their running backs was like, they would get theirs, but it wasn't happening in like big chunks. And I thought the defensive line was, we didn't see so much pressure today. Like I think it was just the one Barnett sack, but I thought um, Cox had that really nice TFL that led to, I don't know if it was a field goal or a, a punt, but that was a big play that I don't think was like super obvious from the broadcast. But what do you think? Who were guys that stuck out to you? Yeah, I think uh, outside of the taunting uh, penalty, uh, Maddox had a had a really good game, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do think the the corners played pretty well. I mean, outside of the Stephen Nelson uh, PI, I think he. Uh, I'm pr- I think he was on Sutton for, for a lot of the game because I think okay, uh, was Slay it? was on Judy. Uh, okay. Uh, that, I might be wrong, but uh, like Cortland Sutton was like not involved at all uh, most of the game. Let me let me see if he has any. Uh, I think he had like sub 30. He yeah, he had two, two receptions for 29 yards. So, uh, you know, Noah Fan. Uh, Jerry Judy had six receptions for 48 yards, but it was mostly Fan and, and Judy um, and, and that uh, other tight end who had that one big play, but he only yeah. had three receptions the whole game. So Yeah, and honestly, like, you'll take all of those guys. Like, I don't know what the over the over-under for those players coming into the game is if you look at the books, but, like, none of those look concerning. Like, Bridgewater on the daily had 220-some yards, so... I think the defense, the defensive philosophy, like maybe it's just every week they're getting closer and closer to exactly what um, Gannon's hoping to do. And it's just, you know, we weren't seeing that over the course of the season and maybe it's getting fine-tuned. Um, and that's just like at a, at a game day watch of it, I'm sure over the course of the next few days, we'll find out stuff that they were doing that may be a little bit different or maybe they were showing them 
stuff that hasn't been on tape this season so far. But like, I didn't notice anything uh, defensively that was that new. Did you? No, I, I think um, just by nature of their offense being slower to develop, uh, the the defense, the defensive line got uh, more pressure or made Bridgewater kind of like move around in the pocket a bit more. Uh, but yeah, I think they, they had a lot of those short passes, but for whatever reason, they, uh, the Eagles were quick to tackle guys at the line of scrimmage. Um, there weren't yeah, a ton. There's a lot of tackles, tackles that were like right at the catch. Yeah. Like so, right when they were catching the ball is like, there's no yak. It, and that, it gave that has me been a far this season. It gave me like memories of, uh, Doug's offense where they would be on like third and seven and throw a, a five yard pass and get tackled before the sticks. Like uh, I'm not sure if that that's the, the, the play philosophy, like you, you give the ball to your playmakers and the, in, in, in space and theory, but uh, the Eagles just kind of swallowed them up or, or what, but that that's kind of, that's kind of what uh, I think the Eagles defense was successful in was uh, still allowing those short passes, but uh, making sure that they uh, were, uh, you know, one or two yard passes. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it was more on the, the offensive play call because a lot of those throws were back to the line of scrimmage. It was mm-hmm. kind of weird. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was like to the Eagles benefit, and we talked about this in the, the preview pod was, and I, I think it's it's so stark just because of the Chargers game, like the difference. There was multiple instances where I was like, they're not going to go for it here, like on fourth down. And I think that's to the Eagles' benefit. Like if they're willing to take the field goal here, and you know, on one of the field goals, uh, they, got, they blocked. got blocked. Yeah. I come on Wallace. So I thought like that, I mean, it's just nice going up against a conservative decision maker mm-hmm. like i don't think there's i don't think i'm just glad that like you know we were able to have that today because i do think um like today the eagles were good on third down but there's nothing more deflating than giving up a fourth down in your opponent's territory like it's it's more than like if if you get a stand it feels lucky if they get a fourth down conversion you're like ah i knew it so yeah. that was just something that I noticed. Like, I was like, all right, that's a win for us. Like they're kicking here. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think similar to the Jim Schwartz defense, like the bend don't break uh, contain the big play type defense. Uh, you, you want field goals because it means you're not giving up touchdowns. So mm-hmm. uh, luckily they've locked one and they, you know, they kicked two, but uh the, the one touchdown was, I, I think, uh, a run play after that big 66-yard play. Uh, I could be wrong about that. But um, uh, so, you know, you, you mostly contain their offense uh, the entire game. And, and the, our offense uh, ran the ball uh, well and uh, took a lot of clock off, so you didn't really need too many stops. But the, the Eagles defense did – did get a number of stops and uh, that proved to uh, work out pretty well. The, uh, the Broncos were one for 11 on third down and we were six for 13. Dang, so one for 11? Third down efficiency. Wow. 
that's a, that's a great performance. And they, they were 0 for 2 on fourth down. We didn't have a fourth down to go for. So we had uh, nine more plays. Uh, they had four punts. We had three. Um, they lost the one fumble. We threw a pick. Uh, so, you know, we had seven penalties. They had four. So the, the penalty, it's interesting how many uh, things that have plagued this team throughout the year are like not uh, a focal point because we won, but we did have seven penalties. So yeah, not ideal. I mean, the one, I know it's a penalty, the, the one that was on special teams where McPherson gets called for that penalty for, I don't know if he was uh, just out of bounds, like ready to block somebody or if it was just him failing to return. But I just thought it was a little crazy. Like, as far as the rule book, knowing that, like, uh, special teams rule, and then the one or the one hit on Dallas Scott, where it's like, oh, we don't know, like, the we don't know how to rule that, so we're just going to rule nothing. And, like, yeah. he, gets a, he gets a head injury, most likely a concussion, and the other guy just got, like, touched out of bounds. Just yeah, kind of shows you their their lack of uh, player safety when they claim to champion yeah. that. It's so just much. a quarterback. Like there were some bogus roughing the passer calls in other games today, and uh, they they don't they don't call like anything near the head. I feel like would be on par with like a bogus uh, mm-hmm. roughing the passer call. But uh, yeah, not, not it, who did they pick the flag up on? Like an Eagles, was it Hurts? Oh, yeah, was it was, um, no, it was, uh, I think it was Gainwell or. I don't think it was Gainwell because I don't think he got a snap at that point in the game. Must have been Boston Scott or somebody. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because uh, he was, maybe it was Hurts, I don't know. He was like uh, running out of bounds and uh, it looked like in real time he stepped out of bounds and then got shoved but mm-hmm. in reality he got shoved when his left foot was still in bounds so that i think that was the correct call um i thought it was funny that nick sirianni challenged uh that jalen hurts non-first down or whatever yeah, the that was spot uh, of the ball yeah but uh, i think at that point you could lose a timeout it wasn't a big deal but. yeah i mean essentially what it is is you have the upside of getting a better spot and getting the first down or having an easier attempt of the first down. Worst case scenario, you just used effectively a timeout. But yeah, you're cause not that's gonna what, use cause you're yeah. in the lead. So. so it's like, would you rather call a timeout later, which you probably won't need in a crucial spot? Or do you wanna take a challenge and you also have the timeout with the upside of getting a better call? So I think I thought it was a good one, yeah. you know, strategically. All right, uh, who who's your player of the game? Player of the game? I mean, it's hard not to give it to Devontae Smith. I think he I think he got it last week. Um, let's see. I mean, I guess the, the obvious answers would be Hertz, Devontae yeah. Smith, uh, Darius Slay. Um, but yeah, I'd probably give it to Devontae Smith, especially if he added context that he just turned twenty-three today. Yeah, he oh, yeah. said he only wanted a birthday. Uh, uh, sorry, a win for his birthday, but he got two touchdowns <laughs> in the win. So he only wanted a birthday for his birthday. 
Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it to Hertz. I think he showed a lot today. Um, a lot of the question marks of if he can even be a, a passing uh, franchise guy or franchise guy, period. I think, um, you know, he took a step in the right direction uh, for that. Um, I also saw in his post-game press conference, he uh, credited himself for the black pants, uh, uh, convincing Jeff Laurie to switch up the Jersey things. He hinted at possible new Jersey combinations moving forward. Oh man. Uh, I think it didn't look good. I think you have a primary and secondary Jersey color and the pants should match the secondary of the, of the Jersey. Uh, there's no black, maybe if they change the Jersey. So it's a white Jersey with black numbers. Uh, the pants would have worked better. I don't, I don't know what that would have looked like, but uh, I, I didn't think that the pants looked, what do you think of the pants? I mean, you don't care. Not that I don't care, but it's not it's not something that like really like I don't put too much thought into it. I thought they looked I thought they looked interesting. They're probably not interesting's bad. If they look good, you have said they look good. <laughs> you agree that I mean, bad. it was it was de- I mean, it's the first time they've ever done that. But yeah, yeah still I mean, bad. I I don't mind what they like their traditional looks, so some people hate it on the black jerseys. I, I don't I don't get that. Yeah, I, I, think, I do like the black jerseys. Well don't don't they reserve that for Thursday night football usually? Um yeah, yeah, because the Zach Ertz overtime win against the Giants was third. They they used to have a bunch of Thursday night Giants games uh, the last few years, but they, bring back the yellow and blue. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the, the yellow jackets. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Um no, I, well, I should say uh, the Carson and the Colts won against the Jags today. He's at fifty-eight percent of the snaps. So he needs seventy-five right now. Is that what it is? I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah, he he played the full allotment today, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I guess so he didn't become a father a second time today. I yeah, I, I think I saw that they were hoping that. They're going to induce labor tomorrow, yeah, I think. exactly. And then he'd to. be ready for next week's game. I was like, yeah. this guy's all over. Like, I'm starting to think that, like, Howie Roseman <laughs> has, like, uh, some sort of control over, like, <laughs> what, what he's doing on game day. But um, so, yeah, that game went according to plan. Surprisingly, it was a close game there in the fourth quarter. Like, they could have essentially they were the, – the Jags were down six, and Trevor Lawrence could have – you no know, led a last minute touchdown, tried and won the game, but I think there was a turnover and it just came up short. It's closer than you'd think. I'm sure it's closer than they'd like. Do you know, did the Titans win today? Yeah, they won by three, I think. It was- okay, so Titans, uh, they keep their lead in the uh, division there. And yeah, I mean, they're eight and two, so they're, they're a couple games up on the Colts, anyways. Yeah, so I think here on out, um, like it seems like Carson's firmly in the in the territory as long as he doesn't get hurt, which I know is a true if. Uh, there's it seems like the jeopardy of like will they take him out of the game that's sort of waned. So here on now we're just rooting for the Colts to lose like straight up. Um, and what was really disappointing was the, the Thursday night game. I mean that yeah. was just a, of course the. The Dolphins, whose pick we have this upcoming Any given draft. Thursday. Any given Thursday. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens, were they? 11 and a half point favorites? Yeah, something like that. Just a brutal Very loss there. 
but um so you know be better yeah or be worse dolphins yeah be better ravens be be yeah. much worse well, dolphins. Yeah. um all right yeah i think uh just overall it's a great win uh good sign of growth for uh sirianni and hurts um then hopefully you know i i think the opponent the the opponent's uh, quality of opponent uh takes a drastic drop uh, after next week so um you know might not be as critical on on gannon and and sirianni uh, moving forward the rest of the year but uh, i think as long as they're consistent the rest of the year i think well that'll be a overall positive for the season but there there's a lot of football left and we'll uh be there right right along with the team uh have you looked at the line yet i have not no what would you guess just for now um, against the Saints? I would say even. I, I think it's uh, even? probably be even. I would say I'm going to predict Eagles are two point favorites. Wow. I don't, I don't think they'd be favorites. I mean, they're at home. I don't think the Saints they are a very good team. Camara was hurt. I don't know if he'll be back. Obviously, they got Trevor Simeon. But we will say all, all right. that for we'll say that later for this week. week. Exactly. Uh, for Mike, I'm Ian, and thanks for listening.